about to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. Take your Bibles this morning, go to Ephesians chapter 2. All right, Ephesians chapter 2, are you there? Look at verse 6. It says, And he has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Notice this tells you the day that Jesus was raised from the dead. Actually, you were also raised from the dead and you were seated. All right, go to Colossians chapter 1. All right, Colossians, just go up to chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse 1. Colossians 3, 1 says, If you then be risen with Christ, are you? Yeah, yeah I didn't. If you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ sits on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above and not on things which are where? All right, once basically we got born again, our affections were changed, and we were commanded by God to seek things that are above, not things on the earth. How many know that is a transition? Because up until that time, we were seeking things on the earth. We didn't even care about things above at all. But when that took place, something happened. Here he tells you you need to seek those things. If you're going to have a fulfilled, successful life, you have to seek those things that are where? Above. Now, when I started studying this years ago, and I spent some time meditating in it, God told me there's three things you need to know in order to live above. Number one, you need to know where you came from. Number two, you need to know who you are. And number three, you need to know why you're here. So you need to know where you came from, you need to know who you are, and you need to know why you are here. Go to Isaiah chapter 44. All right, Isaiah 44, did you find it? Just look at verse 2. It says, thus says the Lord, now who's speaking? The Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb. Look at it again. Thus says the Lord, the Lord that made thee and formed me from the womb. This tells you that God made you, he created you, he produced you, he made you. Then what did he do? He formed you in the womb. I want to say that again. God created you first, then he formed you in the womb. So if I want to find out where I really came from, I have to go back to the beginning of where I came from in order to know where I came from. Is that too deep? Now notice, God made you. He made you. Where are you from? You ask people in this day, where are you from? Well, I'm from Africa. You know, I'm from Asia. And I'm from the United States. I'm from Europe. But no, you came from God. People say, well, I'm black. And people say, well, I'm white. Well, I'm Asian. They want to fight, fuss. They want to argue over it. But notice your outward appearance is only the vehicle that transported you into this earth. That's right. 
That's good. Right there, we go home right now, couldn't we? Praise God. See, there's a change there. You were created, and then you were put in the womb, and then you took on your physical body. Why did God do that? Because he needed you to get into the earth realm to fulfill a purpose that God had for you to do when he made you. So he was going to transfer you in. So God made you. God created you. How many know you're a spirit being? Then he formed you in the womb. Now, everything that's ever been created, anything that's ever been produced, anything that's ever been out there was created or produced because or made because there was a purpose for that thing to be made. Do you agree with that? Like if somebody right now started a a factory making cassette tapes, how many of you would invest? (laughs) You wouldn't, would you? Because there's no reason for that out there. It doesn't make sense. But notice we have, many of us have an iPhone. That iPhone was created It was made. Why was it created and made? For communication purposes. And with that iPhone, we can text. With that iPhone, we can check emails. With that iPhone, we can call. We can do all these things. So the iPhone was for communication. I have a microwave at home. What was that for? Well, it was to speed up thawing. It was to speed up heating. It was speed up making. It had a purpose at the end. Are you following me? Now notice, everything that was created and made for a purpose, the last thing that was done to it, it was an image was placed on it. See, when I turn on my phone, this apple comes up that somebody took a bite out of for some reason. And what is that? That is the image of that iPhone. Now, they put the image on it when it was done. They didn't put the image on at the beginning because they ain't going to claim the thing. So they put the image on at the done. When it's done, when it's perfected, when they've tested it, when it's ready to go out to the public, then they put their image on it. Some of you getting it already. You got a microwave, they get it all ready, they get it fixed, they get everything done, and basically they put a little GE thing on it when it's ready to go out, and they send that thing out. Why? Because it's already done, it's already got the image on it, basically, that represents it, and they want to protect their image, so they want that thing to succeed. How many of you know that? Toyota wants their thing to succeed, but the image is the final thing put on once the product is finished. Say finished. finished. Now watch. God made man with his image. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. God made man in or with his image. What does that mean? The day that he made you, you were done. Why? He put his image on you. And God had already tested you for what you're going to do. God had already put in you everything that needed to be done. God had already placed in you all the gifts you needed, all the talents you needed. We're already there before you were even in your mother's womb. God had already given you everything that you're ever going to need. The Bible says you are complete in him. The Bible says he's given you all things that pertain to life and godliness. Well, when? After you prayed 42 years and went to church 35 years? No, and he created you. He created you for a purpose. He created you to, to, as a finished product so that you could do. See, you're not really created. I better be careful here. You are not created to do a purpose. You were created with a purpose understand you're not created to do a purpose you are the purpose when he created you he created you in everything that he needed to do and he did that and he put his image on it and now you're ready to do whatever he wants and that image guarantees success and the best part of it if the thing breaks down come on apple will pay you to send their phone back if it's not right when you buy it come on and you, they'll pay you, send it back. They'll fix it up for you. They'll apologize with 32 letters. They'll give you a brand new one. They'll do whatever it is to keep you happy. Why? Because they want to make sure their image on that thing is protected. 
of what people think about them. So we as human beings, when we make a mistake, it's important for God to get us out of that mistake. Come on, why? He's protecting his image, praise God. He's protecting the image that he placed on us. So God said, let us make man with or in our image and with our likeness. So the iPhone was created to be what? What was an iPhone created to be? An iPhone. You don't create an iPhone and it tries its best to become an iPhone. It struggles to become an iPhone. It's praying to God to be an iPhone. No, it don't do that. A microwave, when it's released and it has the image on, it's not trying to become a microwave. It already is a. So why do most Christians try to become what they already are? So that's why it's not only important to find out where you came from, it's important to find out who you are. Because who you are will take place in your life and fulfill your purpose that God has put you there to do. And it's very important that you do that. So a microwave was created to be a microwave. You were created for a purpose and you were created that purpose basically. Now watch this. An iPhone has everything it needs to be a good iPhone on the inside of it. It don't need to go looking for something else, praying for something else, wanting something else. Everything that iPhone has on the inside of you. Now me, since I'm not really an iPhone fanatic and I'm of what they call the older generation. Basically, I have an iPhone, and what does it do? It calls, it texts, it emails, and it Facebooks. Now, how many of you know that's not all the functions? Come on now, available in that iPhone. I found out the other day there's a flashlight on that thing. My God, it's unbelievable. Come on. But just because I didn't know there was a flashlight on that iPhone does not mean there's not a whole lot of other stuff on that iPhone. Come on now, that I haven't figured out yet. But when it was complete, everything it ever going to need to be a good iPhone was already on the inside of that thing. Same way with a microwave. You get your microwave out there, and what do I know how to do? Push a button. Have you ever cooked? No. What have you done? Heat something up. Have you ever thought anything? No. Heat something up. How many know it's got more functions than heat something up? And the reason that I don't know is because I never took the manual... Never took the manual on the top of the box when I opened it. They said, please read this before you do anything. That's why my clock is still off. <laughs> Come on. Never learned how to adjust a thing. What do you want to do? Heat something. So all those things are on the inside. So notice everything that you need to be your purpose has already been placed on the inside of you. And it's already in there when, when you got born of this world? No, from the day that he made you. People say, how long have you been a pastor? Since I was made. Why? He made me a pastor. That's what he made me. Before I got in my mother's womb, he already made me a pastor. And on the inside of me is every little detail I need, all the wisdom that I need, all the power that I need. The book was on the inside of me the whole time. And all at once it came out. And you can tell it's a God book because all it is is scriptures except for and, or, and the. <laughs> Come on, am I right or what? The whole thing's that way. So notice, you were created and you were made. And there's things on the inside of you right now. There are things there that we've never discovered. And we haven't discovered them because we don't really know who we are. So there's more I can do with my iPhone, definitely. There's more I can do with my microphone, no question. But there's more for me in my life that I can be doing right now 
and bringing out of the inside of me more gifts, more talents, more things that God placed in there. We get to a certain level and we think we've arrived. You will never arrive. I tell you, there's so much stuff on the inside of you that God wants to bring out of the inside of you. Basically, what for? To fulfill the purpose and call, which what if you do that? Makes him successful because his image is on you. Glory to God. All right, go to Jeremiah chapter 1. All right, Jeremiah chapter 1, are you there? Look at verse 5. God says, Jeremiah, before I formed thee in the womb, I knew thee. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew thee. And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctify thee and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Now notice, when he made him and put him in the womb, did he ask Jeremiah to become a prophet? No, he said, this is it. I made this thing right here. This person, this pro person is a prophet. He don't have to become a prophet. He don't have to become a prophet. He don't have to try to become a prophet. He just has to understand his identity that he is a prophet. And when he is a prophet, he'll act like a prophet. And when he acts like a prophet, he'll fulfill his purpose that I gave him because that's who he is. Glory to God. I'm telling you what. When I found out who I was, it was easy for me to do who I am. Are you following me? And God has given you a plan. God has given you a purpose. God has given you something to do. Now, how many know that Jeremiah ran into trouble with his call? He started doing his call, and all at once, people came against him, and they got mad at him, and they got critical at him, and they got up and upset at him. And how many know Jeremiah said, that's it. I ain't speaking in your name anymore. You got me in big trouble. But notice, he could not get away from who he was. He said, I ain't going to say another word, but on the inside of me, there's a fire. Oh, my God. There it is. There's a fire there. It don't matter. It don't matter who you think you are. It matters who he made you to be. Many people in the world today and many Christians, say many Christians, basically right now are depressed. They're bored. Why is that? Because they think their job is their work. See, your work is your purpose. Your job is your job. You, you, your job, with your job, you make money. With your work, you make a difference. Are you following me? So I can go to a job, and as long as I've got my work ahead of my job, I can make a difference in that work and in that job and be happy in that job because I'm fulfilling the work that God gave me to do at the same time. Are you following me? See? Or you can go to a job every day. Get up. Go to work. Eat. Go to bed. Get up. Go to work, eat, go to bed. Text, phone. See, you, you, got, you got these four functions in your life. This is my whole life. I've got four functions. Get up, eat, go to bed, go to work. And God's saying there's so much more in you. Get up, eat, go to bed, go to work. No, it's not that way. You, you've only discovered a few functions. I mean, they found out that most of us only use, what, like 10% of our brain? We're not even talking about the brain. We're talking about the spiritual gifts that God has placed on the inside of you. And he's blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. Praise God. They're all on the inside of you right now. So my most important thing I can do is discover who I am, start operating in who I am, and the anointing on me will get stronger to anoint who I am to do who I am because he wants me to be who I am. Yes. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 
So, so we get that way, don't we? And if you notice, Jesus never called what he was doing a job. He called it his work. I'm always about my father's business. And one time he got lost for a while, and they chased him down. And you know where he was at 12 years old? He was about his father's work. See, he'd already discovered who he was. He knew who he was. What was he doing? He was doing his work, praise God, since he was 12 years old. So don't matter what age you are, you can still discover who you are, but you just got to seek the kingdom first and his righteousness and the manual in here so that you'll understand who you are so you can do who you are. Are you following me? Everyone in here has something. It's not your job. Because your job really doesn't do much for you. It is the work that God has given you to do. So notice he has made you. He has created you even before you were in your mother's wombs and now he, he, he has brought you into this world. And when I was brought into this world, how many know when I was born? I was born basically a child of Satan. That's just the way it was because of what Adam did. So child of Satan. So I had gifts and I had talents and I had all this stuff. The only problem was I was not even interested in using my gifts and talents for God's kingdom. Come on. I wanted to be an announcer. I was a DJ, bless God. I went to college for it. I was going to be on the stage, and I was going to bring out all the bands. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here they come. <laughs> Woo-hoo! And everybody going to be, oh, look at him. Praise God. Look at him. And that's what I was going to do. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But then I got born again, and all at once, everything changed. See, my desires changed for some reason. Everything about I still wanted to be an announcer. Uh-huh. See, I still want to, and I mean, I was in radio for a while, and that taught me how to, to do things in 40 minutes and cut things off and change things and bring things to an end, which basically I got on TBN later, and it was easy for me because I'd done it in the other world. See, so even though I wasn't in what God wanted me to do, I was still preparing for what God wanted me to do. So when I got born again and my desires changed, I already had some training to do what I was supposed to do. Are you following me? So it was helping me at that time to get to my final goal, which was already there. And basically, at that one time then when everything changed, I started going after God, and all at once I wanted to be a preacher. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be what I was. And all at once I discovered that I was a pastor. Say pastor. There's pastors out there struggling all over the place. Do you know why? No, because they weren't, because they weren't called. That's what they think. They weren't called to be a pastor. And if you weren't created to be a pastor, you don't want to try and be something that you're not. See, Jeremiah says, that's it. I know who I am, and I quit. Good luck. You can't quit being who you are just because you think it's easier to be somebody else. And the whole world comes after your identity. Come on, look at it now. We don't know if we're men and women anymore. Come on, what's he after? An identity, praise God. Glory to God. Can we bring it closer to home? People got to buy the $400 Michael Jordan shoes when the other shoes are $50 and they're the same just because they get an image out of it of Michael Jordan. They got to get the Nike socks. Can't just get the regular socks. Why? They're the same. They got a check mark on them. Let's go a little further. Purses. This is why we put all the food away before we had service. No, no. You can get a knockoff purse that is the same thing for $20 as you paid $400 for because it's got a little image on it. So you're still hunting your image. You're still hunting your identity. You want, I tell you, you want to be Michael Jordan shoes, Nike socks. Come on. Tommy Bahama shirt. 
I could go further, but I'm going to get in trouble. I'm going to. Jesus tattoo. Come on, I'm just saying. I know who I am. See, I don't have to image anybody. You won't see much designer on me unless somebody gave it to me or I bought it by mistake. Come on. And I'll tell you what, my $30 tennis shoes just last as long as those 300 Only I can do it in freedom. If somebody steps on my shoe, oh, my God, that's $300 shoes. Get off of me. If they step on mine, I just wipe it off, and I just keep right on going. See? You, you take your $400 purse. You can't set it there and walk away. You put the knockoff there, it'll be there three weeks when you come back later. Come on now. We've been taught to identify with things because we haven't got our own identity. So we're reaching out for other identities. I'm sorry. This is the word, and this is truth. So... You ought to have some Calvin Klein jeans. No, I've got Walmart jeans. And they fit me just as good as the other ones. I'll tell you, you'd be better off just going in and ripping the tag off something and sticking it on your purse that you bought for 50 bucks if it makes you feel better. See, why do we do these things? Why do we do it? Because we're grabbing an image. We're, we're trying to get an ID. We're trying to show the world who we are. and what. I don't have to show them. I show them by being who I am. Making any sense? Not exactly a you-out-of-the-grave uh, thing here, praise God. But, uh. And here's the thing. The reason why I call it a resurrection day today for us is because, well, let me go to that scripture. I better show it to you. Let me go. Go to Matthew chapter 18. And it's a growing process. When, when I got in the ministry, basically, and started a church, basically, I could only talk and text spiritually. That's all I knew how to do. You know, and as I practiced talking and texting, then God revealed email to me. And then as I got to the email part of the spiritual stuff, then it taxed Facebook to me. And then I knew I could put a flashlight on in the spirit realm. All these things happened, but not until I understood who I was. See, most of my life I tried to become who he, I thought he wanted me to be. But if you can do that, why did you need him? See, he already made you that. Before your mother's womb, that's who you are. That's what he created you to do. That's your purpose. That's, that's his image is on you. Now when you find out who you were created to be, and I found out here, Matthew chapter 18. Look at verse 2. And Jesus called a little child unto him and set him in the midst of them. And said, Verily I say unto you, except you be converted and become as little children, you shall not enter or take part in and associate with the kingdom of heaven. Now, this, this is always sort of weird here. He says, unless you become like a little child. Well, then I remember back to my childhood. In my childhood, before people told me what I couldn't do for 40-some years, told me what I'd never be able to do, told me what I was not qualified to do, I had kid dreams. I dreamed of doing certain things. I dreamed to be in this. I dreamed to be in that. I dreamed to be in this. And many times our dreams got squashed. But notice, these were not accidental dreams. These were dreams that got born on the inside of you to lead you to the place so you know who you are. And some people start out there and then quit, then go again, then quit. Notice, there's some dreams in here this morning. Yes, yes. 
in here this morning that you've had already. Maybe you started that dream. Maybe you were called to do this. Maybe you were called to do that. But then somebody came along and said, you can't do it. Maybe your parents don't do that. You want to be a doctor? Just get a job in the factory and work with the rest of us. That's all you're going to amount to anyway. And you believed it. Now, here's the problem. As you get older, you got more of accumulation of those than you got when you were a kid. Because everybody in the world told you you can't do nothing by now. See? And what does that do? Those are dream killers. They kill and squash the dream that's on the inside of you. Basically, on the inside of you, what they're doing is they're stopping what God is trying to get across to you that you can do in your life, praise God. So it wasn't wrong that I had a desire in my heart to be an announcer. Actually, it was a God thing in there. And when I got born again, then I became an announcer. I became an announcer of God's word. But I could have squashed that. I could have went, you know, I was in radio and people said, don't get in radio, you don't make any money. Well, that's true. I found that out. They were telling me truth there, praise God. You don't make no money there. And you can't make a living there. And I'll never work for you there. And you can't do it there. And blah, 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 blah. And people have said that to us. But notice, there is a dream in your heart. So I wanted to go back to my childhood. See, sometimes you got to go back to your childhood. It don't matter what age you are. Find out what you really want to do. What did you really want to do? When you were a child, what was God leading you towards? What was he telling you that you really need to do? What was he showing you that sounded exciting to you at that time, see? And whatever that is, that's what needs to be nurtured then in your life because that's going to become your work. See, I ended up in the post office even after I got saved. Well, in the post office, I had my own route. I was accountable for that route. I had my own route. I managed the time on that. I managed other people who I was dealing with out here. All this was in preparation for what I was made to be to begin with. Do you see what I mean? So, so I knew how to manage money by the time I got out of there. I knew how to take care of over 600 people on my mail route, knew their names, knew what they were doing, knew what was going on, knew everything about it. So basically, it was a trading area for me. So even before you're born again, I believe God works on us to get us to that place where we find out who we were made and has already given us some training. Might have been in the wrong direction, but there was training there. See, so that you can grow up to be whatever God called you to be. Remember Joseph? Joseph had a dream. He said, hey, 11 brothers, you're going to bow down before me? And daddy, you're going to bow down before me? And they said, praise the Lord. We're believing with you. No. Took his colt, beat him up, almost killed the guy, whatever. But he hung on to that dream. Come on now. And there came a day. When they came up, they bowed down before me. That was a dream from God, showing him what was going to take. How many know he could have quit? When I got beat up and thrown in a pit, I'd have probably gave up at that time, praise God. And when you start to do something of who you've been made, many times people will come against you. Circumstances will come against you. As long as you're not doing what God wants you to do, it seems to be a little easier because the devil don't care if you're going in the wrong direction. See, the worst thing you can do in your life is get to the end and find out you've been very successful in the wrong thing. See, and success is basically fulfilling my purpose. Success of a microwave is it works. Success of an iPhone is that it works. And some of you are discovering your identity. That's why your anointing is getting stronger in your life. See, you just discovered who you were recently. Before that, you had no idea. And you were trying to be everybody. You were trying everything. You were trying every substance you could find. You were doing everything you can. But then one day, say one day, day. she said, my God, I'm an evangelist. Glory to God. That's what, get out of my way, pray. They said, you ain't an evangelist. Get out of my way, praise God. See, the more you're convinced in the identity that God has for you, the more power will be available in your life to do what God has already called you to do see and if you got to find that out and how do you do that you got to spend time with God 
and you've got to spend time in the manual. I'm a Christian, I'm going to heaven, and I never read the Bible. Well, have a wonderful life. Because you're going to be messed up. It's not going to work. Because your only fulfillment is in the fulfillment of fulfilling what God created you for. It's not in money. It's not in cars. It's not in boats. It's not in houses. It's not much money. Am I simply doing the purpose? So basically, I'm a pastor, not only today between 1030 and noon. I'm not a pastor only Wednesday night. I'm a pastor seven days a week, 24 hours a day. So when I go play basketball with the little boys who are playing there, who 80% of them may be black boys, and I'm there, I'm playing basketball, but I'm still a pastor. And my main purpose is there is to minister to these kids, not score 30 points and get carried off the floor, which will never happen, but I've dreamed that one time. What am I doing? I've got an opportunity there to pastor there. So I'm pastoring at that gym. I play down in Palm City. I'm pastoring with a different group down there. What am I doing? You know, how did you do tonight? I made a difference. Did you score? No. Rebound? Maybe one. <laughs> Keep up? Pretty good. But I helped somebody. Do you see what I mean? Because that is, and that keeps me fulfilled. I mean, if I got depressed every time I played a bad basketball game, we'd be canceling church on Sunday all the time because I just couldn't. <laughs> You see, and God has put you in a position. You're in a position around other people. You deal with other people. And as long as that's your job, I'm making money, making money. No, you've got to put your work with your job, and the work's got to prevail over your job because when it does that, now you're in God's will, and everything starts to flow real nice, real smooth, and everything works in your life. That's why I say a lot of Christians are, are depressed right now. They're not fulfilling their purpose. See, they're a microwave that don't work. They're an iPhone that won't turn on. And yet they're going through life wondering what's going on greatest tragedy in life is not death it's living your life without a purpose and each one of us here have a purpose he made you and he made that before you were even put in your mother's womb it's not something necessarily you got to seek it's who you got to know that you are and become that praise God and I see people doing that. another one is Luann if you knew Luann a long time ago you knew Luann was Luann <laughs> you know but she's changed. I mean, something's happened. she found out what she's supposed to be doing. She's discovered who she is. She discovered and things she would have never thought about doing. Now she does it, and she does it boldly, and she steps out, and she's got the word, and she's training up people, and she's zoom, boom, zooming, whatever that stuff is, praise God, all over the place, which is available for those who aren't ignorant. See? So what's happening? We're finding out who we really are. We find out where our anointing is. We find out where we can reach out to people. We, we can find out how we can change people's lives. Because that's what we're here to do, praise God. Hallelujah. We go to the store. you got to get something at the store, but it's still work. You never leave your work. Notice, you get fired from your job, but you can't get fired from your work. You get laid off from your job, but you can't get laid off from your work. Because your work is who you are, and you can't get laid off from yourself. So as long as the work takes priority in your life of what God wants you to do and when, how he wants to do it, and the best part of that is don't matter how old you get. I was a pastor when I was 40, and I'm a pastor when I'm 60, and I'm a pastor when I'm 70, when I'm going to do the same thing a pastor does because that's who I am. Well, you're wearing out. No, you don't wear out. You don't wear out of your work. You see, it's a lifetime thing for you to do while you're here. You're here for a specific purpose of time, but you've got to get the work of God ahead, and you've got to find out who you are. Because that's the way you, it's easy to be, it's easy to do what God wants you to do when you find out who you are. In other words, if you think you're a sinner, what are you going to do? If you think you're righteous, how are you going to live? If you think you're an alcoholic, how are you going to be? See, it's simple. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he. 
What are you doing, Tom? I've been trying to become a pastor now for 21 years, and it just ain't working out for me. Yeah, well, keep trying because you don't have to because you were made a pastor. And God wants you to discover who you were made, a pastor, a teacher, a carpenter, whatever. I mean, Jesus had a job. He was a carpenter, but it wasn't his work. Are you following me? And I'm sure when he carpenters, he was looking for ways to do nice to someone or good to someone. He wasn't hitting his finger and saying, Come on, it's easy to do that when you get out in the workplace and out of the place. Sunday morning church, Jesus, glory, men's meeting, yeah, women's meeting, oh, glory. But then you got to leave here, don't you? See, and some people wonder why the same glory they saw here they don't see out there. So when you know who you are, you'll start to act that way 24 hours a day, seven days. How can you not act like who you are? Do you see? That's who you are. And then the world's so messed up today, they're fighting over black, white, whether you're male, female, everything else. Why? Their identity has completely been stolen, and they're trying to steal more of it. They're trying to take your identity away. Put a mask on your face. All they did was give me a license to pray in the Holy Ghost all day long with nobody even knowing it. Come on, nobody can see under your mask. You may talk to the devil, casting him out. They don't know the difference, pray. You walk by and say, get out of him, devil. And they won't even know what hit him, praise God, because you're under the mask. But they're stealing identities. They want your identity. They want to tell you who you are. They want to tell you what to wear. They want to tell you what you need to own. They want to tell you what it needs to be successful. They want to tell you all this stuff, and it doesn't work that way, praise God. You're a spirit being. You were made by God. And when you were made, everything you need is already on the inside of you. But you've got to draw out of you what's already on the inside of you, praise God. All the gifts you need, the gift for me to, to, to speak are there. My, my sense of humor was invested in me. Are you finding me? It's not something where I try to be funny. I just am. Well, you know what I mean. I Dear God, you know what I mean. It's just the way he made me to be. I'm not trying. I don't have 42 lines up here. I'm going to stick in my sermon. So let's see. Now, I need a funny one here. It's just the personality he's given me. It's the equipment that he's given me. It's the gift that he's given me. And the gifts of the Holy Ghost are on the inside of each and every one of us. But those aren't the only gifts. You've got talents. See, there's a lot of singers out there making millions of dollars singing the wrong kind of music. Then they get born again, come over on this side, don't make the money, and go right back to the other side. See, were they called? Were they made a singer? Yes, they were. Are they doing it? Well, at least they're doing it, but they're doing it for the wrong king. See, that talent was given to them by God, do you see? And they're not using that talent right. Hopefully, if they get born again, it will. Some people start out singing, quit. Some people start out doing this, quit. Some people start out, is that what you had when you closed your little eyes when you were a little kid and you saw yourself doing this? That's, that's it. Do you understand? That's it. And I see myself announcing. Now I see myself preaching to millions rather than on a stage with a bunch of rockers. <laughs> see, the vision has changed on the inside of me. It's in there, and there's other things in me I'm still trying to bring out. The book was a biggie, man. I'm telling you what, it was a biggie for me because I knew it was in there, but I didn't want to do it. Did, you ever have that? Did that ever happen to you? Did it? Oh, my God, I thought it was just me. I feel better now anyway. Ever God tell you to do something and you didn't want to do it? I didn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and you fight it the whole way. You can't write a book. You can't do that. And nobody's going to buy it. Nobody's going to have And that's what you get when you were a little kid. Some of you got that the whole time. You're never going to amount to nothing. You'll probably end up in the bars. Well, you've got to get rid of that identity if you're going to go anywhere in God. And the way you get rid of that, praise God, is you look at this board right here. This is a mirror. 
I look in here. My God, I'm more than a conqueror. Glory to God, I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. Praise God. I'm raised and seated in heavenly places far above all principality, power, might, and Oh, my God, I can step and walk on devils. Glory to God, I can cast out demons in the name of Jesus. Praise God. Uh-oh, I'm love, joy, peace, patience. See, what is it? It's your identity that you're getting to because you need all of your identity. How many of you know that? You can find out you're a pastor, never find out your love, and you're a different kind of pastor then. See, as you get that revelation of who you are and the identity to who you have. So praise God, it don't matter who tried to put that on you, who tried to get you to fail, who said that you couldn't do it. Don't matter how many years ago it was, that's still on the inside of you. And the Holy Ghost will resurrect it on the inside of you. And he'll show you exactly what he wants you to do in this hour, in this time, for your life, your plan and purpose. Because how many know the clock's ticking? And the worst part about time is you can't get it back. Everything else you get, but time goes. Here we are already. My God, we're in April. Unbelievable. We've already gone through three years already, or three months, not three years. Boy, that would be fast. Dear Jesus. Woo! We don't want to go that fast. Slow it down. Praise God. But yeah, there's something in there. You know what's in there. You know it when you were a little kid. You know people talked to you out of it. You did. Just go back to that place. See, find out what he made you to be. Find out what he called you to do. And then put your work ahead of your job, your work ahead of everything else, and everything else will be added unto you, the Bible says, and will line up with you. So whatever's in your heart, whatever's there, I call forth a resurrection today. A resurrection of those old dreams that are in your heart, those old visions that are in your heart. I call forth today those that you thought about and thought about and thought about, maybe even forgot about by now, that were put down, that were ridiculed. I call forth the resurrection of those dreams and those desires and those wants in your heart today. I pray that the Holy Ghost would rise up on the inside of you and give you a clear look at it, maybe even open vision of what you're supposed to be doing and how you're supposed to finish it. And praise God, I thank you that it's already on the inside of you. That's the, that's the good part. Whatever it is, God has already given you everything that you need in order to do it. Amen. Glory to God. You don't need anything else. It's not according to your ability. He never asked me if I could do it before he made me it. He made me it right away, praise God. So in this resurrection day, praise God, he has risen. But praise God, it's time for us to arise at the same time. Glory to God. It's time to find out who we are, what we can do, what he made us to do, and go forth, and it'll be the happiest next year of your entire life if you get into your identity. Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for your anointing in this place. I thank you, Father, the word has been spoken. It will not return void. There's no way. It's already working on the inside of the people who are here. Father, we want to be what you've made us to be and what you've called us to be, and I thank you we will continue to grow into that, continue to fulfill our purpose, and we thank you that we will change this world. We will be the generation that starts the change in this world. And I thank you for it and give you praise for it in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Happy Resurrection Day. We will see you Wednesday night. the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added.